Hello and welcome to the VIP Fitness Podcast. My name is Victoria and my aim is to help you understand the mechanics of fat loss and maintenance and then to help you implement this understanding with your own fat loss and maintenance journey. I'll provide you with information, hints, tips, tricks and hacks that you can pick and choose from to use in your day-to-day life. If you want more information or you'd like to speak to me about coaching, you can find me on Instagram at VIP Fitness Coaching. Thanks for listening today. I really appreciate it. If you do enjoy what you've heard, I'd appreciate it if you could share, follow, review, rate, all of that good stuff that podcasts ask you to do. Thank you for your time. Hello and welcome back. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking all about steps and why they're important, how many you need, everything to do with steps, how to get more in, just all steps. Um, Apologies, I am joined today by my glamorous co-host Betty, who is my cat. She is insisting on stepping across the desk and purring her chops off. So any extra noises that you may hear today, I'm fully blaming the cat. There's a lot of purring going along. There's already been a bunch of stepping on the keyboard and whatnot, so apologies for that. So starting with steps, a most recent study that I've read has said that the optimal steps for health benefits on a daily basis are 7,000 steps a day. If you're the kind of person who is very sedentary, you've got a desk job, you spend a lot of time sitting, either commuting because you're in a vehicle, on a train, in your car a lot, and you don't get a lot of steps in, if you look at your pedometer either on your wearable tech, be that an Apple Watch, a Garmin or a Fitbit, or if you just track steps on your phone and you see that you are not getting a lot of steps, if your steps are down in the three or 4,000 range, it might be a good idea to try and bring your steps up to around 7,000 because this is the optimal number for your health benefits. Getting 7,000 steps a day is great. If you're looking at steps for fat loss, ideally you want to bring that number up to about 10 to 12,000 steps a day for getting optimal fat loss against the number of calories. You don't want to be reducing your calories down so low that you're not having enough to work with during a day for what you want to eat. So a better way to get that calorie balance is to bring your calories down a little bit, but also bring your steps up to balance that out. So your calories in and your calories out are balanced. You're not doing too much exercise, but you're not dropping your calories down too low. If you aren't at that 7,000 mark just yet, aim to try and bring your steps up to 7,000 steps a day. If you're already hitting 7,000 steps a day and you're looking for better balance, try to bring your steps up to around 10 to 12,000 for fat loss. And you're better off doing this incrementally. So if your steps are really low, like below 3,000 a day, try to bring them up gradually to about 4,000 a day. And then after a week or so, see if you can bring that up to 5,000, then six and then seven. If you're already at the seven or 8,000 mark, see if you can get to 10 and maybe eventually to 12. But do it incrementally. Don't try to go all the way up to 12 all at once because it's not going to be very sustainable. You need to find ways to work it into your day-to-day life. So what I've done with these hints and tips for getting steps in is I've broken them down into three categories. So steps that you can get at work, steps that you can get in if you've got kids and steps that you can get in just on a day-to-day basis, you know, in your home life, family life, just general daily things. Starting with at work. 
And there's no particular order to this. I'm just going to read through them and expand on things where necessary. So when you're at work, if you need to go to the loo, try and pick the toilet that is furthest away from your desk. Don't pick the one that's just down the corridor. Pick the one at the absolute back end of the building. Obviously, this is dependent on how big your workplace is. If you work in an absolutely massive warehouse somewhere and your furthest away toilet is a good 15 minute walk, maybe pick one a little bit closer than that. But if you're in a regular office building or if you work from home, Pick the toilet that's furthest away from your workstation. Same with photocopiers and printers. If you're in an office environment that has a lot of photocopiers and printers and various locations where you can print things out, pick the one that's furthest away so you have to go and collect your printouts. If you take your lunch to work with you, try leaving your lunch in the car so that at lunchtime you can't just take it out of your bag and start eating it you have to actually go back to your car to go and get your lunch and then bring it back to your desk before you eat it obviously this isn't particularly practical in summer necessarily if your car is parked outside you don't want your lunch getting overheated and going bad so obviously adjust this dependent on the weather also from a safety point of view if your car is parked quite far away and it's not safe necessarily to walk back by yourself to go and get it please take this into consideration Uh, next on the list is if you take calls at work If you're able to have your handset up by your ear and you're able to get up and walk around, you know, pace around the office a bit while you're on a call, see if you can do that. If your workplace is quite forward thinking, can you get a walking pad under your desk and do some steps while you're at work at your station? Maybe setting an alarm on your watch or on your phone, like an hourly reminder, and go for a little walk around, go up and down a few flights of stairs when you get that reminder, just for a couple of minutes, just to get some extra steps in. If you use a microwave or a kettle at work, can you put the microwave and the kettle on and then go for a little walk up and down the corridor just while you're waiting for it to finish? So if you drive to work and you need to park, can you park your car a little further away from your place of work? If your place of work has a car park attached to it, park at the far end of that car park. If not, can you pick somewhere nearby that's not too far to walk? And obviously, again, consider safety when you are parking near your workplace if you're having to walk to and from your car in the dark especially in winter and you don't have anybody to walk with please don't put yourself at risk to do this all of these options that I'm listing out here you don't have to do all of them just pick the ones that fit for your day-to-day life If you have um, meetings with colleagues, is there a possibility that you can make these meetings a walking meeting, that you could discuss your ideas whilst you're walking? If you buy your lunch at work, can you walk to the place to get your lunch rather than having it delivered? When you're speaking to a co-worker about something, if they're in a different part of the building, rather than telephoning them or emailing them, can you actually go and meet them at their desk and get some steps in to go and see them? Have you got some colleagues who are similar minded to you where you can start a step challenge with them? Whoever gets the least steps in during the week has to make everybody a cup of tea or buy everybody lunch. If you commute to work on the bus or on the train or the tram or the tube, the subway, however you get to work, if it's not in a car, can you get off your mode of transport one stop earlier and walk from there to your place of work? 
Again, this is a safety consideration, depending on where you live, what the pavements are like, what the lighting is like and how safe you feel. Please don't put yourself at any kind of risk if you want to get steps in. Just use one of the other methods I'm listing out here. Also, if you have any kind of escalators or lifts in your place of work, can you take the stairs instead? And finally, if you're going to a meeting and you get there early, can you take a little bit of a walk around whilst you're waiting for the meeting to start, either around the corridor nearby or out front of the building? So those are all work-based possibilities for getting steps in. Moving on to if you have kids, can you walk them to school? Not necessarily every day, but some mornings or some evenings, can you walk them there or back? If you do have to drive to drop them off, can you park a little bit further away from the school and walk from your car to the school? This can probably also help with parking because I know school parking can be an absolute nightmare sometimes. So why not park a little bit further away where it's a bit quieter, a bit easier to get parked and then walk them in? If you take your kids to clubs, if you take them to swimming or football or whatever activities it is that they do, if you don't have to stay with them, if it's one of these situations where you drop them off, rather than either driving back home or just sitting in your car, doom scrolling on your phone or reading a book or whatever it is you do, can you go for a walk around the area? Put on a podcast, put on some music, put your headphones in and go for a walk around rather than just sitting in the car. I quite like running so what I'll do sometimes is if I'm in a different place with the kids I'll take the opportunity just to go for a run somewhere else and get a bit of a change of scenery. Depending on how long the activity is you might be able to squeeze in like a 30 minute walk or a 45 minute walk or even up to an hour and it's a great way to get some steps in in what would traditionally be a little bit of dead time for you. I don't know, you know, what your situation is, but I sometimes drive the kids to a club and it's a 15 minute drive to get there. So by the time I've driven home again and have to think about driving back, that's half an hour of the club taken up just driving there and back. Bit of a waste of petrol. So I'll take something to do or if I've not met my steps for the day, I'll go for a walk while the kids are there. Can you go out for family walks on a weekend? Is it something that your kids might be up for doing? It doesn't have to be a long walk. You could just go out for 20 or 30 minutes, go and see something with the kids. It's also a good opportunity to have a conversation with them. Whilst you're walking, you're not looking at them in the face. It's not like you're sat face to face across a table or something. Sometimes it's easier for them to open up and have a chat with you when you are walking side by side and you've not got that direct face to face contact. So that can be quite nice. If your kids are very young, if they're like still, you know, not of school age, can you get them in a buggy and take them out for a walk that way? Give them some snacks, give them something to play with and take them out for a walk. And then finally, as a family, if you are lucky enough that you get to eat together in an evening, after you've had your evening meal, can you go out just for a quick walk? This, again, is a safety consideration depending on where you live. If you don't live anywhere where there's pavements, if you live in the middle of nowhere and there's no street lighting and obviously it's dark in the winter, it's not necessarily something you're going to be able to do. But possibly on a weekend, maybe after lunch. I know a lot of people have a big Sunday dinner on a Sunday. Can you go out for a walk in the afternoon after you've had your Sunday dinner? And then the final section, moving on to your daily life. So I've spoken before about postprandial walking. This is going for a walk after you've eaten. Can you squeeze in a quick five or ten minute walk after your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner? Even if it's at your place of work, can you, you know, just 
nip out quickly for a quick five minute walk when you're on the telephone at home if you're well I know a lot of us these days we have to call the bank or the television provider be it Sky or whoever you're stuck on the phone for like 15-20 minutes waiting to get through to somebody rather than just sitting and listening to the really atrocious weight music that they sometimes have can you put your shoes on and go up in your garden and just walk up and down your garden a bit or just walk around your house even just while you're waiting to get connected to somebody when you go to the supermarket park furthest away from the door that you can park at the back end of the car park often the spaces are free they're a lot easier to get into you don't have to do that awful maneuvering trying to get your car into a tiny car park space and then walking from your car to the supermarket and back again. That's a great way to get some steps in. If you go to one of those retail parks where the shops are not necessarily right next door to each other, rather than parking your car at one and then getting back in your car and driving to the next one, can you walk between them? My nearest Aldi, it's on a little retail estate. There's a Tesco just across the way from it. And then across another road, you've got your Marks and Spencers and your boots and some other bits and bobs being in bargains. So what I like to do is I park my car close to the Aldi. And then if I need anything else from the other shops, rather than getting in my car and driving to them, I'll just walk. Getting to the Marks and Spencers and the B&M and the Boots, it's about a five minute walk across the road. I'll go over there and get what I need and come back. The Tesco is only like a two or three minute walk. Again, in the opposite direction, I'll walk over there and get what I need there and then bring it back to my car. Rather than getting in the car and moving it and then getting out again. It saves a little bit of petrol. It probably takes about the same amount of time when you factor in waiting at junctions and trying to pull out over roundabouts and things. If you like to go to a big shopping centre, so close to me, there's the Meadow Hall shopping place. There's obviously the Metro Centre up in Newcastle. There's Westfield in London. There's, I can't even remember the name of the one. There's that one in Manchester as well. Before you start shopping, why not do a lap of the, of the shopping centre, have a look at all the shops you want to go in first of all, and then after you've done one lap, you can then start shopping. I know at Meadow Hall you can do a lap upstairs or a lap downstairs, have a quick look, get some steps in and then do your shopping. This is quite good as well because the shopping centres are all inside and they're covered over. If the weather's bad, you can just go not get wet do it undercover and obviously it's safe as well because it's well lit they've got security guards in these places it's a nice safe convenient way to get steps in if it's close enough to you and it's easy to get to and when you're at these shopping centres as well take the stairs rather than escalators or lifts that will get you some extra steps in if you go to sporting events or a comedy gig or anything that's got an intermission in it rather than just sitting in your seat for the intermission can you get up and have a walk around the venue can you walk to the bar or walk to the toilets that are furthest away these ones will probably be the quietest toilets as well and just have a little walk around stretch your legs rather than sitting in your seat waiting for it to start again if you live close enough to the shops if you've got a little corner shop near you or whatever rather than driving there can you walk down to get what you need if you just need like a loaf of bread or some milk or even if you're just getting a bottle of wine or some chocolate or whatever rather than driving there to get it can you walk to it so my nearest corner shop is about I would say about 15 minutes walk away so if I wanted to just pick something up quickly I could get a little half hour walk in just by walking there and back to pick up what I need 
If you're meeting a friend for a coffee or for lunch, can you change that to like a walking date instead? You get your coffee and rather than sitting in the coffee shop and drinking your coffee and catching up, can you go for a walk together if your friend is also feeling like they want to get some steps in as well? Having an hourly reminder on your phone or on your watch just to remind you to get up maybe once an hour, just have a quick walk around. It can be like five minutes, ten minutes if you've got the time. If you don't have that time, just literally standing up and quickly going for like a one or two minute walk just to get your body moving again can be great. Marching on the spot as well. If you don't have space to walk around, you can just march in place. And you can do this as well if you're waiting for the kettle to boil or if you're waiting for the microwave at home. If you are waiting for a bus or a train or even if you're at an airport waiting for a flight, can you walk around rather than sitting in the waiting area? I've done this before when I had a very long connection for a flight once. I didn't have the opportunity to do much walking that day. So rather than just sitting at the airport, I did a few laps of the, it wasn't a massive airport, I just did a few laps of the airport to get some steps in because I knew I'd be sitting down on the aeroplane for a long time and once I arrived as well I knew I'd be sat in the car for a couple of hours driving home. So it was a good opportunity whilst I was waiting for the flight to arrive so we could board just to get some steps in. When you are going to walk somewhere, if you know you have to walk somewhere and it's not a very long walk, can you take a slightly longer route rather than taking the quickest route? Can you take a slightly longer route and get some extra steps in that way? And if you have the funds for it or the space for it, can you get a walking pad or a small treadmill at home so that you can get steps in when the weather is appalling? You know, I know we live in the UK. It's winter. It's dark. The weather's pretty miserable at the moment. When it's icy, you don't want to be going out and walking around on the ice and potentially hurting yourself. So if you've got space for one at home, can you get a little walking pad? I know you can get some that slide under the sofa for ease, for keeping them out of the way. If you can't afford a walking pad, you can do marching on the spot. There's quite a few good YouTube accounts out there now that will do walking on the spot to music while somebody's talking to you or you could just put the telly on and just watch a show whilst walking on the spot and then finally when you come home from the shops are you the kind of person like me that you try to carry as many of your shopping bags as you can from the car into your house rather than making life hard for yourself carrying all of those bags at once just doing the multiple trips back and forward to your car will get you some extra steps in So that's all of the tips and hints I have for getting steps in at work with the kids for your daily life. As a bonus, I have found the very, very best way to get steps in is my big energetic dog. If you have been thinking about getting a dog and you want to get more steps in, it is a match made in heaven. If you have a dog, you have to get that dog out for a walk every single day, regardless of the weather. And the bigger the dog the more walking it's going to need my dog is a german shepherd lab cross so she's very big she needs a minimum of an hour a day exercise and just that dog walk tends to get me seven thousand steps a day just off the bat getting her exercised 
obviously a dog is a very big commitment they take up a lot of time it's a good 15 year commitment they're expensive they need feeding I'm not suggesting you take a dog on on a whim but do you have any friends that have got a dog that you could borrow is there somebody nearby a neighbor who potentially could use a little bit help with their dog could you take their dog out for a walk there's a lot of people out there with dogs that are not necessarily getting the exercise that they need I think as well there's even an online service something called like borrow my dog or something like that where you can get connected with people in your local area whose dogs need a bit of attention and a bit of exercise and failing that there's obviously local Facebook groups where you can get in contact with people or even just saying hello to your neighbours that you see out and about with a dog striking up a bit of a rapport with them getting to know who they are and then once you've built that little bit of relationship with them you could offer to take their dog out for a walk especially if you've got any elderly relative um, not relatives any elderly neighbours at this time of year who might not feel confident going out when the weather's bad, when the pavements are icy, they might really appreciate the opportunity for you to take their dog out for a little walk for them. I hope these hints and tips have been helpful. If you do want to chat to me about any of these that I've mentioned today, if you want any further information, please do send me a message on Instagram. I'd be happy to chat to you about it. Thank you very much for your time and attention today. I hope that some of what I've said today has been helpful. If you want any more information on anything I've covered or if you'd like to speak to me about nutrition and fitness coaching, you can find me on Instagram at VIP Fitness Coaching. Please feel free to drop me a message. I'd be happy to respond to anything you want to talk about and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.